If you can, you can try to sit down. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many are blessed this morning? What? How many are blessed this morning? Amen. Amen. Glory to God. It's nice to be here together. And now, if you're at home and you're listening from home, I want to invite you to come back. We're allowed to 100 people next, uh, next Sunday, which is amazing. So you can allow yourself to come with us and enjoy and praise and worship. You like it, guys? Amen. I, I want to say thank you to Julian and, and Andrew, who does a great job. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So uh, just quickly, a couple of uh, announcements. We announced to you that I just said next week you can be 100 people. And uh, there's a baptism coming up uh, July 10. Uh, so if nobody has, if someone has not been baptized yet, you know, they're like the guy said to, uh, the, to uh, Philip, if I'm uh, correct, what can, qu'est-ce qui peut m'empêcher to be baptized? There's water, let's go. <laughs> so I have a jacuzzi home. If you want to be baptized, just come over. We'll do it. <laughs> For now, we don't know exactly where we're going to do it. But if you want to be baptized, you've not been baptized yet, just uh, give us your informa information. We'll have a little course for you also to know exactly uh, about baptism. Amen. Uh, there was one something else I forgot. Uh, maybe I forgot. I don't know. I don't remember. So, uh, yeah, listen, if you are ready to receive the word of God. Amen. Thank you, Joanna. Yep. And the other guys are ready? Ready? Amen. Pastor Tony. So, hello, everyone. Um, so, next week, you know, we have a limit of 100. So, we hope to fill the place. So, if you're watching from home, please come back. <laughs> we miss you. We miss uh, many of you. That uh, so, Some of you, we, we haven't seen you for more than a year. Uh, we know that you're okay. We thank you for your offerings also. If you want to give online, please go to passioncenter.org. Um, .org, Passion Center, just one word. And uh, from there, click the donation page and you have an email. That's the best way. It's email because there's no frais uh, bancaire. There's no uh, bank um, um, fees, okay? <laughs> I'm trying to switch now from French to English and uh, it sometimes gets messed up. All right. Uh, I'm so glad you, that you could make it today. And if you're watching online, uh, during the, this whole week, I had my evening devotional. I do it every night at 9 p.m. I do a fresh word of God. It's a, a short message. Well, sometimes it can go up to 20 minutes, but usually it's a 10-minute, 12-minute message. Uh, and, and so the whole week, uh, I've been talking about brokenness. And uh, the, kind of this message wraps up. And if you want to watch... All the messages, you can go to myeveningdevotional.com and I, uh, from there you can link, you can download the podcast in audio. So uh, th this way you'll have a fresh word every single day. So uh, some of you, uh, uh, they're there every night and that's fantastic. But we have people watching from all over the world. And I'm so glad if you could make it today. Um, I, I'm uh, going to uh, probably add a part of this message to the podcast so you can uh, have the full series of six messages on brokenness. And today I'm going to preach a Bible verse that I've never talked about. And uh, the title of the message is on the Bible verse, My Tears in Your Bottle. 
but let me give you an introduction to what we're going to talk about today. Do you know that God is aware of every tear you cry? Every single one. There's not a drop of water that has fallen from your eyes uh, that God has not seen. And you may feel that uh, God is ignoring you. He never ignores you. In fact, if you can find the Bible verse where God says that he will remember every, every uh, laughter, show it to me because I haven't seen it. Maybe he does. Uh, but I haven't seen the Bible verse where it says that God sees every laugh uh, or laughter. But he sees those tears. And I want to tell you this not so that you will cry today. That's not my intention. But I want to uh, read this scripture. It's on Psalms 56. It's a short psalm of David. And uh, we're going to read two Bible verses, 8 and 9, where... He says, you keep track of all my sorrows. You have collected all my tears in your bottle. You have recorded each one in your book. My enemies will retreat when I call to you for help. This I know. God is on my side. Amen. What an amazing scripture. And you know, this is not just a song of David. This is an inspired by the Holy Spirit song of David. So this is an inspired scripture. If it wasn't true, it wouldn't be in the Bible. If it wasn't a, a prophetic word, also it wouldn't be there. However, the book of Psalms, it's a book of songs. So each of those Psalms was a song and we have the lyrics. We've lost the music. I wonder what type of music uh, this uh, Psalm was sang. Uh, I, I, I would like to, to know that. One day, I guess, when we get to heaven, we'll see it. But what's uh, truly important is that these are not only songs, 150 songs uh, in the book of Psalms, but these are inspired prophetic words. And this one brings us a revelation of God. And the revelation is the following. God sees every tear every single drop, every tear. Not only that, but it has a registry that goes with it. With every tear, it says that he recorded each one in his book. Uh, some of you cry more than others. And at the end, it says, uh, wrapping all this, that we have enemies and opposition, but God is on my side. My message for you this morning, God is on your side. When you're on the side of God, God is on your side. But let me mention, what is this deal with the bottles and tears? In the old, old days, like the days of Jesus and before, uh, it was customary, it was a, a, a habit they had. Uh, when someone died, they had people crying. And rich families, wealthy families, they will even hire people to cry. And uh, you may think, well, this is odd, this is strange. But in fact, this uh, uh, thing lasted for centuries. 
And I still remember uh, that when I was a very young boy, I'm that old, there were still people hired to cry in funerals. So I don't know if this will be a good business venture for now. Maybe it is. But uh, it was the way things worked. And in fact, the very rich people, they had little bottles to collect the tears. So, so uh, I want to explain this so you'll understand the scripture. So the, a poor person, I guess they'll have a, a small bottle. And if they were wealthy, they could have like a bottle, <laughs> a big bottle with all the tears uh, that were being cried for the death of a person. So this scripture has a direct reference to this. That's something we don't do today. Today we hire people to help us not to cry. If you didn't watch the previous service, please go online and watch the testimony of Rose Alexis. And uh, she's uh, uh, um, a person that helps people with uh, psychological problems and disturbances. And if a person is constantly sad, uh, it, there's a good uh, way of connecting with someone that will help you to overcome that sadness. But this is the, the bottle that is being mentioned. It's not just, you know, you collect my tears in a bottle. Uh, you, you know, uh, uh, the, the closest thing we know about collecting in the bottle today, it's messages in the bottle. Uh, people will put the message in the bottle, they throw the bottle, expecting the bottle to be found. Uh, but usually it's lost, so it's very... Uh, difficult to find one of these bottles. Have you ever found a bottle with a message? I did. <laughs> I did. It, was, it was interesting. I found it uh, uh, as, I, as I was walking down a, a beach and, and I see a bottle with a little thing inside. I couldn't understand anything because it was wet and, and the message was lost. But listen, this is a message in a bottle for God. It's uh, a bottle that collects all your tears. It's a spiritual bottle. It's not that God has a bottle in heaven with your tears, but it's in this sense that all your tears were collected in a bottle. And so that bottle, uh, Joanne's bottle and Nawal's bottle, and uh, you know, I'm not going to say all your names, but there's a bottle. It's like there's a bottle with your name. There's a scroll with your name. Uh, and the scroll, it's a book. And in that book, everything, every single thing that happened to you that caused your tears is registered. That's how much information God has on you. You thought that was only Facebook and Google collecting stuff on you. Let me tell you, <laughs> this idea is not new. God collects information on us and he still loves us. That's the thing. You may think, oh, but you don't know the stuff I did. You don't know what I do and nobody's seeing, nobody's watching. Well, God knows. God knows everything about us. But he's not using that information to blackmail you. He's not using that information to cause you harm. 
uh, harm, God is using that information for your own good in order to correct your life and, uh, and, and uh, that, regis that registry, that registration of your tears, it's because God cares. God truly cares. You may think, well, God doesn't care, but God cares. You know, the same uh, David, he wrote on Psalm 126.5, Those who sow in tears shall reap with shouts of joy. And this is saying, well, you know, we always sow what we, we always reap what we sow. That's what we know from the Bible. But here there's a Bible verse that contradicts a little bit that. Because if you sow tears, you are supposed to, to reap tears. But here he's saying, you sow tears, but here's where God intervenes. He collects your tears in a bottle. And what's going to happen in your life is that God wants to change your tears into joy. That's what the anointing of the Holy Spirit does. God wants to anoint you with the Holy Spirit to transform, to change your tears into laughter, into joy. So if right now you're in a sad situation, a moment of tears in your life, you lost a loved one, you have a, a, a deception or a problem that caused uh, a broken relationship, you have a problem in your workplace, you have uh, uh, someone that caused you pain, you may be in tears. But when you're, you bring those tears to God, God is the one who will transform the harvest of tears into a harvest of joy. You see, Jesus, in, in the Sermon of the Mountain in Matthew 5, he said, Blessed are those who cry, those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. And that's the promise of Jesus. When you mourn, if you're in a, a period or a season where you're mourning, you, you're crying, that sadness will be changed. And God cares intimately about you. He sees your struggles and God is with you. Not only he's with you, he's for you. And there's a difference between being with you and being for you. Because when God is for you, is when the situations will change. And God sees, even when we, you were three years old, you were one week old and you were crying. <laughs> you know, some babies cry more than others. And when somebody cries a lot, you call him what? Or her? A crybaby. Because they're always crying. You know, I used to cry a lot. When I was a, a young man, I had difficulty to control my tears. Uh, uh, I, I would cry very easily when I was like six years old, seven years old, eight years old. And that bothered me so much because uh, people will make fun of me. My, my uh, friends will make fun of me because I will cry. Uh, you, you know, this lasted until I was probably 11, 12. And then, you know, there's changes. And I was so upset with myself that I stopped crying. And uh, I never cry. <laughs> it's very hard for me to cry. Uh, my wife told me in all the years of marriage, she, she saw me crying once. Uh, and uh, I cried a little bit more. But I, uh, I, I kind of uh, protected myself 
from uh, being teased and mocked for crying. And so I had the reverse thing. Because, you know, they used to say, men don't cry. And so I, I said, I don't want to cry. I don't want to cry. I don't, and I was able to control it. And so I had people dying. I had difficult situations. And rarely I cried. I cried when I accepted Jesus. <laughs> that I remember. I cried so much. <laughs> and I was alone. I was alone in, with God. So I, I was bringing to remembrance my own tears. And I don't want to put you in tears or <laughs> bring bad things to remembrance. But for sure you remember something that happened traumatically that uh, caused you to cry. And we cry uh, when we're young. We cry uh, in our teenage years. We, we cry for people that don't deserve. Have you ever cried for someone that doesn't deserve your tears? <laughs> and there's uh, those burdens, those moments uh, that you had time to cry. And God created you like this. So God created you with tears. And, you know, Jesus cried. It's, in fact, the shortest Bible verse in Scripture. I don't remember the, the reference by heart, but it says, Jesus cried. That's the shortest Bible verse. Two words. Jesus cried. So Jesus also knew tears. And, and so uh, we all know what it is. But maybe you didn't know that God collected them all. God collected all that information on a scroll. Every single tear. Even the stupid ones. Even those tears that you should have cried. <laughs> I think he re registers also, there's a, a, a record of the happiness tears. Th those are rare. But it, ha it happens uh, sometimes. Uh, you know, David said in Psalm 120 verse 1, In my distress, I called to the Lord and he answered me. What's a distress? It's a moment of sadness, a moment of tears. And God uh, knows this. David says that his struggles uh, on, on the verse we read in Psalm 56 are recorded in God's book. And also he collects all tears in a bottle. It says in his bottle. So it's not your bottle. It's his bottle. Why is this? We know it's poetic language. But are those events of your life really registered in a book? Yes, they are. You know, there's a book of, of your life. It's like there's a book with your life in heaven. And it's been written. And you're writing that book with God and with circumstances. And the, of course, there's a plan of God for what the book should be. But you can change that plan. And, and so maybe you're supposed to have a, a happy ending. And you may have a sad ending. Because you changed the script. You intervened. And God will allow, allow us to change the script of our life. There's a plan. There's the ending. There's how God wants to wrap up your life. And even if you cried a lot, it says those who sow in tears will reap a harvest of joy.
So there's still hope for you. Even if you're 80 years old, 90 years old, 100 years old, 120 years old, there's hope for you. And tears, uh, you know, they communicate your need for love and support. That's why you have tears. Tears are not meant for you. Tears are meant for others. It's a way of communication. So ladies, if you go to the washroom, you shut the door and you cry, there's nothing wrong with you. Hormones cause this. <laughs> and uh, more in women than men, because men tend to shut down the, 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 the faucet like I did. Uh, uh, but uh, those tears, those tears are not really meant for you. Those tears are meant to communicate to others, I need attention. I need something. I need care. I'm hurting. And sometimes no one else will see those tears but God. You may think, why, why am I crying like this? Nobody's seeing me. Nobody cares. And the lonely, the most lonely moments of someone's life, it's when you're alone crying. Because when you're alone crying, you're doing something that is not supposed to be. Because those tears are supposed to be seen by someone who cares, who will comfort you. But let me tell you, God has seen all those tears. God doesn't need to see tears to answer. Some people think that. Have you ever went to a church where people pray like this? Don't be frightened. Whoa, God! <laughs> Have you ever went to a place like this? I did. I was saved in a place like this. I had an encounter with God in a place where People cried on a microphone. They grabbed the microphone and they would start, Oh God, you know this and you know. It's very, very depressing if you go to a church like this. My original church was very depressing because people did this to try to kind of impress or cause God to be beautiful or feel you know it was a pity party in that church then I went to the opposite style of church nobody cried everybody was just dancing and doing it but um, we have those moments where we're saying I'm hurting and we need God close to us let me wrap up this message Psalm 138 verse 3 in the day when I cried out, you answered me and made me bold with strength in my soul. Another inspired scripture. In the day I cried. Sometimes you think, well, I cried. Nobody uh, has seen my tears. God sees every tear. And he brings the answer. And in God, we have a king that is almighty. He didn't need to cry. But he did, to show his compassion. He cried over Jerusalem. He cried. Why? 
He cried for the blood of the prophets. He said, I've sent you prophets and you killed them. And you didn't listen to them. He's not above our difficulties. You know, the cross is the perfect example of suffering and crying. Jesus cried at the cross. His tears were mixed with the blood that is, was coming from the crown of thorns. And he is crying those tears mixed with that blood. Just a small parenthesis. I didn't put this in my message. I just thought about it. But you know when Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth? If you ever tasted a tear, you tasted salt. They're salted. Why are they salted? There's a medical explanation, I am sure. But that salt of your tear is there for a reason. And God, that loves you so much and made you the salt of the earth, he requires from us a certain degree of sufferings that are for our own good. Maybe you don't think that, but let me tell you, our tears are not futile. God knows each one of us intimately, and he knows every tear you've shed. He remembers your sorrow. As if he was keeping each of those tears in a bottle. Because they're precious. Because they're precious. You know those uh, people that were hired to cry? Uh, I, I don't know the exact translation to English. But there's a, 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 a Greek word and a Roman word. Carpidere. Uh, which is the people that were hired to cry and they were paid to cry, those tears don't mean a thing. If you're paid to cry, I don't think those tears mean a thing. But when you're suffering, when you're hurting, God sees those tears, every single one of them. My last Bible verse before I wrap up this. Now the good news. Revelation 21. That's the end of the Bible. That's what's about to happen in heaven with you and me. And John saw and he said, I, And I heard the loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with men. And he will live with them. They will be his people. And God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain and then he says because the old the former things have passed and now everything's new so what makes everything new the wiping of your tears when your tears are wiped by god there's a new season there's something new and so notice the promise of heaven. The promise of heaven is not you're going to have a mansion and a lot of money. The promise of heaven, it's not material things. But the main promise is this one. God himself will wipe away your tears. 
He's not going to send an angel to do it. He's not going to send you like a, 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 a cloth or a rag and say, oh, yay, wipe your tears. A Kleenex. Hey, here's a Kleenex. Wipe your tears. You have snot coming <laughs> on the left side. Yeah. No, God is not going to do that. He's going to do it himself. And this means that we're going to have a deep intervention in our soul, in our spirit. And some of us, you will need that. Because you've been so hurt. You, the tears were so deep. The sadness was so powerful. That you really need the hand of God to comfort you and to say, hey, I am here with you. Not only he wipes those tears. But then it says, there will be no more crying. So your glorified body in heaven has no tears. <laughs> you don't need them anymore. God is going to wipe away all those tears. The voice from the throne says, behold, I make all things new. Isn't that great? No tears in heaven. <laughs> There's no tears in heaven. There's a song, I think it's Eric Clapton that has this, uh, no tears. Or I, I'm not sure if, that's, if it's him. But there's no tears in heaven. Why? You won't need them. But right now, right here, maybe you need them. So if you're going through sadness, these are the good news. The days ahead, God himself will come. He will extract all the tears, all the snot, everything. And then he says, everything's new. No more crying. No more mourning. Until that day, do not forget that he's aware of the, those tears. God is putting things into motion because he cares for you. He loves you. God loves sinners also. God loves sinners. He doesn't love sin but he loves sinners. And as the, the scripture we read for today concludes, God is on my side, I want to tell you this. God is on your side. If you're not in the side of God, God is not on your side. So align yourself with God. You don't need to think like I used to think, well, if I start going to church, uh, I need to change my life radically, so I'll better go to church when I am old. Because now I want to have fun. I want to have drugs and sin and all this. That, that's how I used to think. I was so wrong. You know, the life of sin, the lifestyle of sin causes an amount of sadness and tears that you will not have if you decide to walk with God. You will still cry, but it will be different. Because when you have God on your side, that suffering, as Paul said, is momentary. The tribulation is momentary. Lasts for a moment. You know it's not going to be like that forever. But when you're in a lifestyle of sin, sometimes there's no way out. That's why people end their lives. They commit suicide. It's because the tears are so constant. The sadness is so deep. The burden is so heavy that people think, I cannot carry this any longer. So if you're in this situation, take some time today.
to tell God, God, do you really see my tears? Ask him. And whatever you ask, he will answer. And he will comfort you. Not only that, but the same God that one day will wipe away all tears, he is able right now to wipe away all those tears that you're crying for the loss of that loved one, for the loss of your father or mother or husband or daughter, son, that, that loss that creates that sadness that if you had your own bottle, maybe you will fill a bottle like this with your own tears. You don't need to do that, but God who loves you wants to tell you today, I have seen your tears. You didn't land on this video on YouTube or Facebook or watch it here by accident. There's no accidents in the spirit. You're watching this because God wants you to know he's on your side and he has seen all your tears. In fact, he has registered all those tears with a purpose. And the purpose is to change that sowing of sadness into a harvest of joy. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. You can dress, dress, praise and worship instead of tears. You can dress yourself in another way. And yes, you can learn how to fight that sadness, all those things. Just read the word of God. Just be with God. But this morning, I wanted to bring you this message. That God collected all your tears in his bottle. He registered everything. Since you were a newborn until the day you die. He will not forget any of those tears. But it's not to say, hey, poor you. No. It's to lift you up and to tell you there's better days ahead. You've sowed in tears. You're going to reap a harvest of joy. How many of you want to reap joy? So if you're here in the room, just, uh, just stand with me for a, a moment. And we're going to pray. I'm going to pray for you and for all the people that are watching online. And if you need to talk to someone, just message me. Go to the Passion Center Facebook page. Just message me or try to find uh, a way of direct message to the Passion Center. And we'll, we're going to pray for you. We're going to help you. But remember this. God that loves you that has seen every tear, wants to give you this image. Don't forget this ever, <laughs> that there is a bottle with your tears. There is everything's registered. The stupid tears and the ones that were meaningful. The tears of pain and the tears of joy. The tears of loss and the tears of victory. And God has all those tears in a bottle because he loves you. It's not to accuse you. It, it's never for accusation. But it's always to bring you to a place of victory. So God, I pray for every person right here at the Passion Center. The ones watching online. And I pray very specially, Lord, for those that have been sowing their tears. And tears and tears. And those that think that you're ignoring those tears. I pray, God, that today, today, Lord, that you will show and reveal yourself in the power of your Holy Spirit. And that your anointing will change those tears 
into laughter. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope you learned something today. This was a Bible verse that I've never preached, but brought so much revelation to me. And so if you're a man that doesn't cry, let it go. Men need to cry. If you're a woman that cries a lot and you uh, have your, all, all your makeup destroyed and you look at yourself in the mirror and it looks like the zombie apocalypse uh, movie, uh, whatever it is, makes you cry even more. Remember, even those tears, God is seeing them. Your husband is not seeing them, your friends, nobody is watching, but God is. And not only he's watching, he's watching over you to reverse that season of tears and to bring you a harvest of joy. God bless you. I'll be here with you again uh, next week, God willing. Don't forget, we, ha we are not limited to 25 anymore. So if you're a Passion Center uh, uh, member, just come back. We'd like to see you next Sunday. God bless you all.